Hello everybody. Welcome to another edition of Small Ball Market. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but it's uh we're back. Everybody's favorite podcast dedicated to the news and discussion surrounding the small market teams of the NBA. My name is Zach Reglin, and joining me as they always do are my fantastic co-hosts, Wyatt Reglin and Cody Cook. How are you guys? It's been a while since we've uh talked to everybody. Back and better than ever. Yeah, how about you, Wyatt? I'm doing pretty good, man. I mean, we were going to do that Christmas special, but you know what? Like the old saying says, nope. Yep, yep, exactly. And, uh, well, we were on a bit of a hiatus for a little bit, but what definitely didn't stop was uh, the NBA. Basketball's been going for a while. For, it's just been going. It's been really good lately. I've been, I don't know about you guys, but I've been having a great time with watching the NBA lately. And uh, since it's about mid-season right now, we thought that we would do this episode uh um, do give out the mids, give out our midseason awards. So we were just gonna go around and uh, say who we think would get the midseason awards. And we thought we would start with uh, a very easy one, uh, the Executive of the Year award. And uh, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that the award should go to Masai Ujiri of the Toronto Raptors. Yes, I mean it's not that hard to figure out but also we gotta give that wizards gm like i mean executive a good <laughs> run for his money i mean he's done pretty good what's his name i think it's ernie grunfeld is that ernie grunfeld i think it's uh, grunfeld. yeah i think so uh yeah he's been a great executive they've never won in his tenure more than 49 wins they've never cracked 50 wins in like 20 years oh my god that's at this terrible. point uh, actually when, no, i think uh, it's 40 years oh that's terrible <laughs> Um, when at this rate, the Toronto is going to break 49 wins within like the next month or so uh, <laughs> with the rate that they're going right right now. And but I mean, I feel like we should just give a moment to Ujiri of Toronto rap of Toronto because he made a ballsy move as we could like a lot of people thought this was a terrible trade for the Raptors when it happened when he traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. like but, because we didn't. And obviously, we still don't know whether. Kawhi will stay at the end of this year but so far for this year it's looking pretty good right now Raptors currently have the best record in the entire league even without Kyle Lowry for a good stretch they're still just killing teams on a regular basis and they've beat some of the best teams in the league too at the same time and I don't know like I was questioning that trade when it first happened and weren't you guys as well oh for sure I think everybody was yeah, and I'm fixing something right now too, guys. Ernie Grunfeld has been there since 2003. <laughs> oh, okay, 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. 40 wow. Years, like, well, I mean, I, if I were to tell you the Wizards have been that bad for 40 years, would you guys think anything less? Oh, I didn't no, question I mean, it at all. all. <laughs> hey, they won a championship 40 years ago. Really? Yeah, 1978. They won it. Oh, wow. Good for you, Wizards. It's yeah, been, they wanted in the in between year because been, like it went Blazers, Wizards, then uh, they were the Bullets then, but then Supersonics. Yeah, Sonic seventy nine. Mm-hmm. They won it. Wait, the Sonics won a championship. Yeah, they did seventy nine. Yeah. Oh wow! You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Did you guys? Okay, but I'm king of tangents here. Do you guys hear they're retiring? Um, what's oh why Nick am I Collison. yeah Nick Collison's number? That's awesome. I think that's amazing. I was really confused when I saw that. And because uh, at the same time, like, it's awesome for him. And it's great that he spent so much time with that franchise. But also at the same time, he's not good. <laughs> you're getting like, 
you're he's essentially getting his number retired for playing with that team for so long. Yeah. It would have it would have been like it say it would have been like if Steve Blake had spent his whole career with Portland. <laughs> Just a mediocre player at best. Speaking of the Supersonics, I know they're a small market team, but I am hoping so badly that AD gets traded somewhere soon because the Pelicans are like one of the last teams in attendance right now. Oh, they always and are. They have AD right now, and if they don't have a superstar there, their attendance is going to go even more down, which means they'll probably be the next team to get relocated to Seattle. Mm-hmm. This also sounds terrible, but their owner just died too, like a little bit ago. Yeah, our like, owner uh, died too. There's nothing to be too sad about. Yo, I'm just saying. I'm just saying okay, that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying the guy who it was the owner who owned both the Saints and the Pelicans. Oh, I didn't know so, he owned the yeah. Saints too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we all thought the Kings were going to go to Seattle, and then they are actually having a decent season. Well, the Kings fans are die hard now too. It's like wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, their coach David Yeager has done a very good job, and uh, I feel like that's a good segue, Cody. Segways are into weird. our next into our next uh, into our next topic for the coach of the year, and uh, I didn't give the award to David Yeager, but I'll go with to you guys. Did either of you guys give uh, give it to him? I didn't give it to David Yeager because I thought you guys were going to, so I tried to branch out and be a little different. All right, all right. Um, I feel like mine's kind of probably more of an obvious choice or a not so um, not so hot take, but I just gave it to Michael Malone just because, you know, the Nuggets are good. Yeah, that's a good choice. Like, Mike Malone was a good choice. Like, I actually contemplated giving it to him as well, but I didn't end up doing it. But, well, uh, they didn't make the playoffs last year, so you got to think he's been working really good with this. Yeah, right. give us your case on – give us your case on Malone. Well, um – yeah, like Wyatt said, they didn't make the playoffs last year. And as of right now, after beating the Blazers, they sit at the first seed in the West. Um, and, you know, they have they have probably one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. But as it sits right now, they're, um, they actually just got Barton back. But they're still battling a lot of injury and, and going through a lot of adversity. And having, to, and having to constantly make lineup adjustments. And I just think that he's handling it really well and... I mean, obviously, you have one of the best. Cent- <laughs> I hate to say it, but one of the best centers in the league in Jokic, and um, he, you know, he's a nice, nice piece to play around. But uh, he has he has a really good system going in in Denver, and you know, he's he's doing well with the pieces that he has in place. Yeah, he's reminding me of that year that uh, when Nate McMillan was the head coach of Portland, that year where Portland was like decimated by injuries, and we basically had no center. Yeah, until we traded for Marcus Camby midseason. Like we were running Jawan Howard at center at that point. The who legend. was like forty at the time. Like, well he was, <laughs> I a, remember he was that. a legend in nineteen ninety one when he was <laughs> when he was uh, young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that but that that year with like Nate McMillan was uh it was a weird year that we had so many players, but I think both Odin and Prisbilla were out for the entire season who are both our starter and backup center. It was just, yeah, it's just what Mike Malone has done a lot of that right now with uh, this Denver team. Um, Gary Harris has battled injuries a lot. Obviously, they haven't had Isaiah the whole year. Paul Millsap. Well, yeah, Millsap uh, missed like three weeks. Uh, Barton yeah. just came back. But Barton literally just came back. And Michael Porter Jr., their rookie, hasn't played a single game this year either. He's probably I don't not think going we'll see to. Him. Yeah. 
No, I heard he wasn't going to, but interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting piece if you uh if you take it into consideration next year if they make a deep run, you know, then they have Michael Porter Jr. coming back and they still have the same solid group of guys that could be a I mean, they're dangerous now, but they could be even more dangerous going into next season. Yeah, especially considering we don't really know what's going to happen with some of the top of the NBA teams over the summer. Yeah. But, yeah. Free agency that would be, be nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, Wyatt, who did you put down as coach of the year? See, I had to think between Mike Malone and the other choice I had, which I ended up going with. I had a few choices I was thinking about making. Uh, one of my runner-ups that I didn't say is going to be coach of the year was Kenny Atkinson for the Nets because the Nets have been really good this year. And really, because they're in the playoffs, I mean, and they've done really good with their roster. And he's he's a runner-up, I think. He's not coach of the year. I think the coach of the year, though, is uh, Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I actually had Budenholzer, too. Uh, that was... Uh, what he's done with Milwaukee this year is like pretty incredible. Like he's had like they've kind of like retooled the roster a little bit over the last couple of years to like fit more of a Giannis's style. And he's just like he has this great system around Giannis right now, which you could argue that it's just like give Giannis the ball and let him be good, but it just kind of shows that Jason Kidd was a bad coach. Yeah, like that team was not very good with uh it's the, the predecessors to Budenholzer. Like, and he, I mean, he was the guy who coached the Hawks to 60 wins a few years ago. Yeah. Hey, that Hawks team was pretty good. Part of the reason I think the Bucks are doing really good, though, too, is also now that they have Brooke Lopez, their spacing on the floor is Brooke, amazing. Oh, my gosh. So they pretty much surrounded Giannis with four shooters. So. Yeah, I think they, yeah, Middleton is obviously a top tier shooter. Brogdon's uh, not bad. Bledsoe's not bad. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe's just like a solid point, like starting point guard to have for a team. Like he's not one of those like stars, but uh, they they work with it. They work with a lot because uh, Giannis runs point forward a lot too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. He does. Yeah, he handles the ball a lot of the times. I and, mean, why wouldn't uh, you? He's up the court in three steps. I mean. But it's yeah. good to have a player like Bledsoe who has no problem like sacrificing those possessions as a point guard. Oh, for sure. To allow the, to allow the star to do his thing. Giannis is obviously one of those players too that can play off the ball just as well as he plays on the ball. So you know that that pick and roll, and you we've all seen him just absolutely walk into the paint and just jump half an inch and dunk <clears> it on everybody. So take three steps and he's all the way down the court. It, exactly. You know, <laughs> Man, speaking of Giannis, yeah. not going to like foreshadow anything here, but he might make up another appearance in our MVP conversations later. He could, he could potentially make a couple uh conversation. Yeah, he could exactly. be in a couple positions. He's but, good. Um, I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be a little devil's advocate for one other coach. And I already mentioned him on this podcast. Cause I was talking about the, the past, but uh, Nate McMillan, has done a great job this with the year. Pacers. Yeah, with the Pacers. Like he's the, the Pacers are the third seed in the East right now and DeMontis uh, Sabonis. They they were out with the, the Oladipo was out for like a month. Yeah. yeah. And uh they've been without Miles Turner for like the last like week or two also. Oh, it's, he got hurt? Uh, yeah, he got hurt and but he's been he's been very good this season as well. Like yeah. that this this is just like one of those weird teams that like doesn't have a they don't really have a weakness they kind of remind me of like the clippers a little bit to where they don't really have like superstar power but they don't really have a weakness on their team right 
I mean, Oladipo's I think, definitely more of a star than like Tobias Harris is, but yeah, it's absolutely. When you look at Oladipo, you don't really think, oh yeah, I could I could build a, a team around that guy. He'd be like a perfect second fiddle to somebody, but never. I mean, I, I, it's obviously working for him, but I would never consider him as like my franchise player. You know? Yeah, and obviously they. Uh... They, I don't think they intended to get a franchise player when they traded Paul George to OKC. Like maybe they saw something in Oladipo that a lot of other people didn't, but when yeah. they traded, uh, yeah, when they traded Paul George to get him and Sabonis, it's like you could like I w- I'm not gonna say for sure, but you could potentially argue that they won the trade with how good Sabonis and Oladipo have both been, and given that they're actually in a better position than they were in those last couple years with Paul George. Oh, they were dude. like barely in the playoffs in those last couple years with him. Yeah, and I think they were it, like eight seed. And I think it uh, that trade when it happened, when it, they went Paul George for uh, Oladipo and Sabonis, everyone, literally nobody thought that the Pacers were going to come out on the good end of that trade. And here they are, the third team in the East, you know. They, they somebody had to have seen something that nobody else did in Oladipo and Sabonis because literally nobody thought that was going to work out this well for them. Yeah, this is only uh, Sabonis's uh, second year, right? Second, second year, yeah, yeah, second year, and uh, he is or third year actually because he and Zach Collins Zach didn't Collins. play on the same yeah, team in college. Part, that's right. It's his third season and it's his third team also. Like yeah. he's. Uh, he was drafted by Orlando and immediately got traded to the Thunder. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get technically the third team because, I mean, he just was used as, like, trade bait for guys. And he's been – he's also been very good. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could we could use that to segue into in a couple of our other topics. Yeah. Um, we could, I but I also should... want to say one thing real quick. <laughs> the All tanking right. Cavs beat the Lakers tonight. Whoop, whoop. Well, the Lakers are trash. It's okay. No, I just want you guys to know that. That's going to shake up the playoffs in the West a little bit. Cavs still run the East, baby. I think that might knock the Lakers out. Uh, it might have, actually. Oh, um, yeah. I think the Jazz are taking them. Well, it's good. The Jazz are a better team anyway, especially when with LeBron out. But uh, we don't care about the Lakers. No, Fuck but them. I mean, we can talk about how bad they are. Well, yeah, that always warms my heart just a little bit. But uh, <laughs> and also, Game of Thrones season eight got an official release date. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a basketball podcast. But Game hey, of I mean, Thrones, game of, they do Game of Zones. It's all like it's all it's all the same. If That's anybody's true. curious, April fourteenth. April fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Wyatt, you got to pay attention to the playoff run during that time. No Game of Thrones for you. Um, <gasps> yeah. Actually, right. that is going to be tough. God damn it. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we're going to go into uh, – let's do the most improved player on this one. Um, I'll start with mine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we know yeah, he's on your ahead. fantasy team. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Pascal Siakam is the most improved player. He's pretty much, I look at him as a tiny Giannis. He's pretty much, he's been a point forward a lot these past few weeks. He's really developed as a playmaking. He is a, he's a better scorer than he was last year. He gets more rebounds. He's good on the defensive end. He could stretch the floor on the perimeter. He's a good player. And I think he's the most improved player in basketball. I don't think, there are a bunch of other players that are, I think, 
candidates for this position though so what are your guys opinions yeah this is one of the big ones uh i was really leaning on siakam as well like i was thinking on him and i was i was thinking i was going to go to him originally but uh i also talked about so i thought about sabonis montrezel harrell and i think eventually i leaned i kind of lean on harrell right now like that's kind of where i am like i think that uh hmm. Just like, yeah, I think just like what he's like, his uh, contribution off the bench for the Clippers has been great. Like losing DeAndre Jordan on that team, they were very obviously needed a new big man out there to be someone who could uh, make a huge impact on that team. And uh, I think that he's done a great job in that. Like he's uh, like, yeah, I I don't really have too much to say on him other than just that he's been because uh, we've talked about him on the pod before, just like what his numbers have like raised to this year, and I think that he's done a great job. How about you, Cody? You know, you guys, <clears throat> you both just listed the uh, the two players I was going back and forth between. Um, I really like Harold. Um, I put down Pascal Siakam because. I was kind of trying to diversify my viewpoint and there may or may not be another award that I wanted to give him. Um, but mm-hmm. Harold is, uh, I, I just really like Harold. Like you said, um, with, with Deandre Jordan leaving and going to the Mavs, there was obviously that hole. Um, they got Marcin Gortat, but his numbers took a huge hit after leaving Washington. Um, so essentially your three big men are, uh, Marcin Gortat, Montrezl Harrell, and then Boban Marjanovic, and neither of the the god, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Boban <laughs> and uh, Gortat have been uh, like lackluster to say the least. I have a hard time trying to justify starting Mar- Marcin Gortat anymore. It it kind of gets weirder and weirder for me to not see Montrezl Harrell in the starting lineup. But um, yeah, I was looking early. He hasn't started a single game this year. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but um, I put down Pascal Siakam as my most improved player just because I think it's a uh, being third fiddle to Kyle Lowry and um, Kawhi Leonard. He still puts up really good numbers. Definitely improved from what he did last year. Um, he's averaging about fifteen points, seven boards, three assists, and like Wyatt said, his assist numbers are going up just because he's been running more of that uh, that point forward position lately. Just because Lowry's been out with some injury, but. Um, yeah, I like Pascal Siakam and Harold a lot, but I wound up giving it to Siakam. Yeah, it was really tough for me to give the award to anyone. And I really, it's really a toss up for me. Either one of those two could be the winner of the award, in my opinion. And I think that Sabonis was also on that list for me for as sure. well. Did for what he was. Yeah, Spencer. Yeah, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie was more of last year. Did what he's been really good, but I mean, he's kind of showing flashes what he was capable of last year. Yeah. But, uh, but, the thing that you could give the argument for Harrell for is if Harrell didn't put up these good of numbers, I don't think the Clippers would be in the playoffs right now. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, either. absolutely not. Yeah, and you could argue that. Uh, although, um, yeah, you could argue that uh, Toronto would still be in a very good position if Siakam wasn't. Uh, yeah, doing his thing. But that isn't really what turns it into most approved player thing. Like that no, is really yeah. kind of a criteria. It kind of that argument kind of fits more in the MVP. What do you, what do you guys think thing? about the Derrick Rose argument for, for most improved? improved? I'm yeah. not into it. I, I don't think. It, I don't think that. I definitely yeah, thought go, about go it. Ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I definitely thought about it. Um, 
there's just other see it's so hard because he did take a big step but he was obviously mvp i don't know it's such a weird situation i don't think anybody knows really what to do with it yeah i agree i was i lean towards like no like i didn't really consider him for most improved player at all i didn't even have him on my list because it was just like it was it was more like I I wish the NBA had like a comeback player of the year kind of thing. I honestly that would have been they should like if you look at like Paul, add one. Paul George or like the Gordon Hayward Jer- yeah. like it it's it should be a thing. Yeah, I mean the NFL has it. I don't know why the NBA wouldn't have it. Oh. Although I don't think the NFL has a most improved player award. Mm. Interesting, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just but, it was it's a it's a hard situation. It's almost like that situation because he is a past MVP. His numbers dipped, but then now they're going back up again. But it's like remember that one the year two years in a row Steph won MVP, and they were mm-hmm. trying to say in 2016 Steph it's should be improved. the most improved player too. And it's like no, he was the fucking MVP, and he's gonna be the MVP <laughs> again this year. So why should he get most improved player too? <laughs> the argument they were, yeah, the argument they were trying to make at that point was just like his numbers jumped so much that season that it Which was they just did, like but... they wanted to. They 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 did jump. He jumped like five points a game, and he was like, I think he had more assists that year too. And his the th- number of threes he made that season was just mind boggling. He hit four hundred over four hundred threes that year. Good like Lord. that's still like absolutely crazy, but um, that's like five. I remember a game. being a little, yeah, it was, and oh I remember being like extra. I remember being extra salty about that though because uh, CJ was like the shoe in to win Most Improved Player that year, and I was sitting there going like, if these motherfucking national media people <laughs> vote Stephen Curry, I swear to God, I was like, CJ went up from six points to twenty points. It's like, yeah. It was like, yeah, CJ raised his uh, points per game stats by like 15 a game. It's like, come on. It's the obvious choice here. But I always forget he won They just tried to get – yeah, they just try and get some uh, – they just wanted to get clicks out of it, you know? <laughs> you know, right now Harden's averaging five threes a game. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. For the, past month, he, for the past month, he's averaging over six. Yeah, but he only hit one tonight. Pretty good. Yeah, that probably hurt his average. <laughs> Yeah, what did you say he was? One for 17 or like One for oh 17 God. tonight. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> the God. numbers That's of shots crazy. he's taking. Wow. Oh, well, you know. We'll get to Harden again later. Yeah, he's in. He's obviously in contention for a certain award. Um, <laughs> But we should move on to a sixth man of the year. And I guess I'll start. Um, Cody called it before we started. I'm giving it to my boy Demantis Sabonis. Yes, I knew it. Ooh. I, I love like I've had so I've had a lot of fun with this guy this year. He's averaging almost a double double off the bench. He's averaging 15 and like I think 9. he's averaging 9.7 boards. Yeah, 9.6 boards right now. It's like what he's done for this team is I don't think anybody had any clue that he was going to be this good. Go Bulldogs, um, especially this week. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga, dude. Like, I missed that. I I watched him in college, and I loved him when he was there. I didn't think he would be this good in the NBA, though. Yeah, for sure. And especially not this quick. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, I'm biased because his dad's Arvidas. His uh, who? uh, He was born in. He was born in Portland. You know, like that was uh, like obviously we have a lot of bias towards 
uh, Sabonis is. But what he's done for Indiana is is great. Like he didn't have much of an impact during his year in Oklahoma City, but uh, since he went there, since he's gone to the Pacers, he's become like one of the catalysts to their team, and he's been part of the reason they've been just so good over these last over these last two years. And we we were talking about it before. It's part of the reason that they potentially won the Paul George trade with him. I think it's like it's yeah. kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like if you would have, if it would have just been Oladipo for Paul George, you'd been like, oh yeah, it's a pretty good trade. But then factoring in Sabonis, you're like, well, now you have one of the best six men in the league, and you know a, a star caliber player in Oladipo. Then you know that's a win in my book. Yeah. I'm also just a big fan of what uh, Indiana's done this season, and I think they should be rewarded for it. Oh, for sure. Although, didn't uh, Oladipo was the runaway most improved player last year, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah so they was. could potentially, uh, like, I know this is Sixth Man of the Year award, but if Sabonis were to win most improved player, it would be the second year in a row that an Indiana player won it, which I thought was interesting. That shows why Nate McMillan should maybe be considered coach of the year. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. We're just giving all the awards to Indiana players now. (laughs) With this true small... Truly small ball market, giving everything to the Pacers. I, I'm giving mine to a different guy, but... Who it All be? right, let's see who's your sixth man of the year. Spencer Dinwiddie. Boo! His numbers have <laughs> dipped lately, though, so it's kind of... But he's averaging on the year 16.9, 2.5 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, he's a good... Yeah, he's a good point guard. And we've talked about him before, how we argued that he was potentially better than... Uh, um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I really, I, I do really like Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't feel like I'm as big on the Nets as you are, Wyatt. I'm huge on the Nets. I love the Nets a lot. The Portland Nets, honestly, like, because I have the radio app on my phone. Probably the team I listen to the most at work, other than Portland, is probably the Nets. I absolutely love the Nets. Yeah, Ed Davis There's is so thriving over there, dude. Oh my God. Dude, I saw I saw something earlier. He's leading the league in like rebound percentage or like offensive rebound percentage. Right yeah, now. we gave him away. I don't want to talk about it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Our centers are doing actually good right now. So they are, but you know, it would also be nice. Ed Davis. Ed Davis, <laughs> the best backup center in basketball. Oh. Facts. Facts. Yeah, straight facts right there. Honestly. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, boys, Cody, who's your sixth man? I could not decide. I really couldn't. Um, I know you want to pick Derrick Rose. I want to pick Derrick Rose so bad, but Harold also deserves <laughs> it. Um, yeah, if I yeah. could just do co sixth man of the year, that would be phenomenal. But um, Harold's averaging sixty. I don't know if I said this already, but he's averaging sixteen point seven boards and one point seven assists. But then Rose, yeah. who's inspiring us all every day is averaging 19 <laughs> points, three boards and five assists. And he's, he's obviously had like one of the best comebacks in forever. So I just, I really don't know, man. I, guess, I had a lot of trouble. Cause I'm oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll give it to Rose just because he, he deserves something. Yeah. I had, I had some trouble. I, I, I texted you guys this while we were deciding. Um, I looked up the criteria for being sixth man of the year because I kind of wanted to give it to Rose too. 
and I saw the only criteria was that you had to come off the bench in more games than you started. Yeah. And Derrick Rose has started in like 20 games this year. Yeah. And uh, so he was like barely below the um, – Yeah, he's been like barely below the halfway mark. And I don't know. I feel like that honestly waved me away from him a little bit because I didn't still yeah. don't feel like it's – I still. Oh no, he's only started eleven games out of thirty-three. He's sat in twenty-two games. Like he's been off the bench in twenty-two games. Yeah. Honestly, and I don't know. I don't know that. Oh, that made me waver a little bit though, because I felt like it was too many. Like, yeah. If you're starting a third of your games, like it still seems like a little too much for me to vote you six. If if you ask me, he shouldn't even be six man. I firmly believe that he should be starting. I've thought that too. But, I don't think Jeff Teague. Like obviously Teague has been hurt, but a lot. Teague is trash. Derrick Rose is better than Jeff Teague. So I mean, maybe who? Oh my God, we haven't even talked about Tibbs being fired yet. Holy shit! Oh, it's the fucking oh greatest. My God. <laughs> it's the greatest revelation in NBA history. Get that best, man fucking out of Minnesota. I'll drive him to the airport. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> The best, the best moment in small ball market history. We trash him literally every episode, and I would, he I finally would, got fired. I don't want to say. Speaking th- of Jeff Teague, though, also he hurt himself. It sounds like he has an aggravated ankle injury, so that means he's going to miss more time, which is good for Derrick Rhodes. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to say it's were the reason that Tibbs got fired, but if on he the definitely off played chance, a part. There's somebody in Minnesota heard this podcast and was like, fuck, dude, we got to get Tibbs out of here. Then, then as we, fucking like Glenn did, Taylor fucking heard our podcast and was like, we did our part. Oh, shit. People in Oregon <laughs> hate our head coach. That must mean we're doing something wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Those fucking pothead Oregonians are fucking. <laughs> Oh, bad stuff about our team. <laughs> Gotta get Tibbs out of here. Their head coach, I don't know. I, their interim head coach is only like 33. He's a young guy. Ryan Saunders. Crazy. Yeah, he's he's uh, Flip Saunders' son. Oh, yeah. They're all, yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Flip, Flip died actually, two years ago? Yeah, Flip only died a couple years ago. And that's a. I, I, I'm kind of glad they're giving his son. Coaching a for the Timberwolves. I thought you were going to say, I'm kind of glad he died. No. <laughs> kind of glad that guy died two years ago. Here, I guess we should probably uh, dig ourselves out of the hole that is the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. Um, no, but that brings out the worst in us, honestly. The Timberwolves so, uh, do bring out the worst in us, and we've talked about them a lot on this show. But so let's do um, let's do defensive Rookie player of the year. No, 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 no. Defensive player of the year. You didn't pick uh, a defensive player of the oh, year. Oh, I got one though. I'll get Put one. Put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. Go. Who is it? Three seconds. Okay, go. go. One, two, three. Oh God! 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 No! 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 Oh, Ooh, Paul George is a good choice. Paul George is a good choice. But, um, but give us give us a case, Wyatt. I'll put you on he's the spot the again. Best, I think he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA. He is false. The, Wesley Matthews. False Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> but uh, not this year. But Wesley Matthews on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I'll make a case for uh, Paul George. Um. Wait, is that the who Thunder, you picked? Um, 
Yeah, wait, I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, I made a list of a bunch of different guys, but yes, I did pick. I did go with Paul George. Okay, I also okay. put like, yeah. Um, I also considered like Giannis Gobert, Robert Covington also deserved to be in the conversation. Covington's been hurt for such a long time, though. He actually hasn't been hurt that much. It gets, just feels like he has. Embiid is always in that conversation, too. But I went with Paul George. Ooh, Embiid. Because he, uh, the Thunder are statistically right now the best team in basket, the best defensive team in basketball, which seems weird to me, but. Uh, <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, and they don't even have their best, who's usually their best perimeter defender in Roberson with him because he's still recovering from that injury he suffered during last season. But Dude, they should trade Roberson. Oh, yeah, he be, he either play four on five on offense when he's out there, but uh, <laughs> true. Like he's a great he's a great defender, but dude can't play offense. It's just have you seen weird. that dude take free throws? Like oh my god, yeah. But he's gonna fucking kill a kid with that free throw form. <laughs> But yeah, Paul George has been the best perimeter defender on that team this year, which yeah, it's been it's been good to see because you could like, at the end of la- at the end of the playoffs when he was getting clamped by Joe Ingles and mm. everyone was thinking like he he's not in it, he's going to LA, he doesn't care about the Thunder and then he re-upped with them. And they just needed they just needed something else from from him this year. His and offense has looked great too. Yeah, he's been he's been great on offense. I think you could Honestly, even Honestly, he'd be a dark horse candidate for most improved player. Not most improved. I he's already won most improved in his career. Oh, I would yeah, almost did, say like, I you could like this is going to sound crazy. Like I wouldn't vote for him, but dark horse like MVP, like top 10 MVP candidate. Oh, no Paul doubt. George for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent in the top ten. I'd say like five. Uh, you could argue him for first five, team yeah. NBA. You could argue him for first team NBA too. Oh, for sure. But he's gonna be yeah. all. I and like I think he's gonna be yeah, all defensive first forward? team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a forward. He'll be all defense first team for sure. Yeah, he'll, he's he'll, be, he'll make one of the defensive first team. Their second team. He'll make one of the defense. He's leading team. the league in steals right now. Yeah. Which I didn't You could also do dark horse candidate, like not for defensive player of the year, not really dark horse, but Miles Turner is really up there right now. Too. Miles Turner's also up there in defensive rating and stuff. Like I was looking at Dude's all averaging that stuff. three blocks a game. He's leading the league in blocks. Like it's and- Dude, I was looking at his stats before he got hurt, like his games and stuff. I'll tell you his stats right now with blocks, just for blocks. Um let's right. see. Uh before he got hurt, he had a game with four blocks, three blocks, one block, two blocks, five blocks, five blocks, four blocks. Redfish Blipfish. Yeah. And on some of those games, he put up 18 and 17, 15 and 12. But for the season, he's averaging 13, 7, and 3. Damn, that's- like, that's, like that's not bad. And on the defensive end, he's been... Like up there is like one of the highest defensive rating, or I guess one of the lowest because that's how they do it. But uh, one of the lowest defensive ratings in the league, which is very good. Like and I like I said, dude, this is the Pacers show. Give the Pacers everything. Give the Pacers. They everything. deserve it all. <laughs> They're gonna have to make a decision, I think, in the next couple years who they want to keep. Sabonis or Thaddeus Young for MVP. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not at this point? And Loki, though he gets a lot of steals and he's very good. Like he's a he's a great like off the bench. Uh, oh yeah, I would love if Portland had him. Yeah, like he's one of those players who I think is good wherever he goes. But we're we're on a tangent. Again. He's an Aminu type. Yeah. Um. 
Did we wait? We didn't get your defensive player of the year, Cody. How about you? Well, I kind of tried to stray away from the status quo. There's obviously guys that are in the conversation every year, like Kawhi, Gobert. Oh, I got it. I got it. I know who you're going to say. Well, I already said it. You might have heard it. Kyle Corver. Yes, correct. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I actually picked Drew Holiday. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I. I don't want to Homer, go for CJ. He, <laughs> he oh god. The opposite of the, the defensive liability award goes to uh, <laughs> CJ McCollum. No, uh Drew Holiday is just obviously I have uh night terrors every night about him clamping every guard on our team <laughs> in the playoffs on, last year. <laughs> oh my god. But um he averages a couple steals a game. He's up there and you know, he's just one of those players that um in a league that is ever growing towards perimeter play and guard heavy rotations he's one of the players that can consistently play perimeter defense at a high level um he just he does stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet he just yeah he just passes the eye test for me just watching him you're like it's it's like holy shit that man can play defense he goes so under the radar every year it's so i know that's crazy that's kind of why I tried to pick somebody that wasn't always in the discussion because there's always going to be Gobert and uh, you know Giannis and all those guys and Kawhi and um, even people were talking about Capella even, which is you know he's been well, pretty Capella's not bad, pretty solid. But I just I like the idea of having a guard that's defensive player of the year. I don't know when the last time that happened was, but on the Capella thing, um, if a Mike D'Antoni player were to ever win a uh, defensive player of the year, I think the universe would explode absolutely <laughs> uh, yeah, that would, yeah that would that that would be insane yeah I'm here for like it, that's though. that's when the heat death of the universe occurs right? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know like the mandela effect is real did it really happen <laughs> god damn it um, but yeah um no that's a really that is a good pick i think drew holiday is a great pick like like you've like you said, I also have nightmares about him clamping Dame in the playoffs last year. He sunned Dame several times last oh my year. God, uh, during so the I'm still seeing memes about it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I still get. Uh, yeah, Pelicans fans still troll like every single Blazers post <laughs> after they last every season. Right we'll have fun. Your team's right moving to. to Seattle in the next two years. It's gonna be great. God damn it. Well, <laughs> hey, that would make it great. Then Future a- Seattle Sonic point guard Drew Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah then we get to face them even more <laughs> oh next time somebody does that i'm totally responding that that's going in their mentions All well right. boys speaking of the heat death of the universe should we talk about rookie of the year oh you <laughs> mean the luka Doncic award yes all right thick white boy anybody else was got anything to say the thick white boy award <laughs> do we have anything else to say about Doncic? <laughs> Uh, he's rookie of the year. I don't think anybody, I think everybody's heard enough about Doncic at this point. Doncic is rookie of the year. There's if, no question. If that yeah. man shot a step back three into my girlfriend's DMs, I would just have to let it happen. <laughs> well, I don't even think it matters whether you let it happen or not. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> if he decides, it's going. <laughs> Luka yeah, Doncic is good. You see the highlights? You see the highlights from last night's game where he just fucking went down and fucking took he's, over that game? I still don't understand how he's so clutch so fast. Like you're a league, bro. Yeah, dude. It's I still we did he didn't play Mizzou though. 
God. Okay. Well, now that we got that um, vigorous debate out of the way. Yeah, that was tough. Should we? What are we on to? Luca just squeaking by. (laughs) The most coveted award in the NBA. The MVP. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start it off. I will start it off. Okay, start it off. Harden. Harden's the MVP. But I have a better question for you guys. Is This is a question that's been going around lately. Is the style of basketball Harden playing, is it fun to watch? No, it's fucking no. annoying. It's it's annoying as hell, but th- that, doesn't take away from his, that doesn't take away from his accomplishments, though. When you watch the ringer, everybody's like, I hate that. I hate that so much. But then the guy Kevin O'Connor is like, it's such a fun way to watch basketball. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, not. no. <laughs> It's a smart way to play basketball. Let me Is tell you, let me tell you how many. No. I, I'm going to look up how many free throws this guy gets a game. Hold on. He's, he's leading the league, and it's not even close. Like 11.5 last month. Oh, my God. For the last <laughs> month, he's averaging that. And for the season, he's averaging 9.4. Yeah. So oh, annoying, I can. Dude. Dude. Um, I'll tell you right now, his. Uh, he has currently he has the most free throw attempts in the league at 418. You guess who's right oh, behind shit. him? Guess who's right behind him though? Trey Young. I don't know. Only th- no 309 at 396, only like 20 behind him. Joel Who? Embiid. Really? That doesn't surprise me though cuz he's then, a big guy and he's actually crashing down there. There's so a huge like- and then there's a huge gap and then it's Giannis at 342. Well, Boys, let me just uh, use that as a segue. My MVP leads, or is second leading in the league in free throw attempts. The process himself, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, that's a good choice. That is a good one. I like that. That's a dark horse. You know, I I looked at the West and I was like, yeah, Harden. And I thought, yeah, Kawhi. And then I saw that Joel Embiid is averaging 27 points, 13.5 rebounds, and three and a half assists per game, and they're fourth in the East. And I was like, holy shit. And two blocks. And Jesus. two blocks. That man is nuts. Right, he's, he's literally putting up Shaq numbers right now. He's fucking crazy, <laughs> dude. I don't think there has been a center that has been as dominant and jo- as Joel Embiid since, like, the Shaq era. I can agree with you there. Like, I think that someone like Boogie was very like was close to that level. Like, it's probably, but I you I think Embiid is like potentially better. I think Embiid's that, like, ceiling is higher than than Boogie's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I I agree too. Um, Boogie's best season, uh, his best scoring season, he averaged uh, twenty. He averaged uh, twenty seven a game. And yeah. 11 rebounds. Yeah. It, dude, and it's one of those things where you talk about Harden's stats and you're like, okay, well, but is, I mean, obviously Houston fans are going to say, but um, it's just not, for me, it's not an exciting brand of basketball to watch. It's, it's. I mean, I mean Houston he, fans. he definitely does some cool shit and gets, gets you hype every once in a while, but I don't, I can't recall the last time I just watched somebody dominate like Joel Embiid. Maybe Giannis, honestly, the only other person I could think of. But it's just, he's amazing to watch, honestly. Yeah. Um, I do think Embiid's a great pick. Um, 
I had a tough time with MVP, actually. I think there were a lot of players that you could, like, I mostly think of it as a two-man race right now. I think it's mostly between Giannis and uh, Harden at this Harden, point. Yeah. But um, I feel like players like Embiid has an argument. Hell, you could even say Steph has an argument right now. For like, sure. if he hadn't if missed he so many games, yeah. If, yeah. if Kawhi hadn't missed so many games, Kawhi's in the argument. I think Jokic is in the conversation, if we're being honest. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, he, he really does. I don't think people are talking about it enough, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's I, I don't think... Yeah, he's one of those he's players who... He's averaging close to a triple-double. Yeah, he's... He's insanely good. And obviously Westbrook, his usual numbers, I don't think he's really in the running this year. I think Paul George is more deserving this season, but uh, personally. but um, I, uh, Yeah, I would agree. I went with Harden. I, 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 <laughs> I, I agree with Wyatt. I went with Harden on this one. The main thing for me on it is his brand of basketball is so – it's irritating. Frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. But he does wow you on like a nightly basis as well like he does put out yeah. these like insane he does he's the he's arguably the most skilled player like with what like some of the crazy shit that he does like he's one of the yeah, best yeah, right behind Steph. The, yeah you know like obviously like with those like yeah you know, like like what like he's such a great ball handler he's like creates space even when he travels like to create that space um <laughs> the fucking double step back and then steph pulls the same thing and got called for it <laughs> you'll love to see it but i don't feel like a the style of play should be much of a thing when considering mvp awards and stuff yeah. like that cuz his his last month has been just so, like one of the most insane things I've ever seen a player do. Like I can't yeah. even I can't even comprehend some of the stuff that he's doing right now. Like this last like they were like Houston was so far down in the rankings that it this was just like is this team going to be bad? And then he just decided to turn it on to a point that few players have done in uh have been able to do in uh, a really long time. Like, just his last... Here, I'm counting this right now. Like, he is... He has scored over 30 points in his last 14 games. Jesus Christ, and man. Two, eight of those have been 40. Like, Damn. he's putting up, like, prime Kobe numbers right now, but he's getting more assists and rebounds. Like, I, I can't even comprehend what he's doing right now. Like, I was telling saying you guys this earlier today that his uh, – oh, never mind. That game doesn't take into account the one that he had. Uh, and actually, I counted that wrong because it went further into next month to where – that add an extra 40-point game to that list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And he scored 38 again today, and that's not on basketball reference right now. And I remember te I texted you guys earlier today that today he had 38, 9, and 12, and I was just like, so what? Because <laughs> of what? <laughs> yeah. Because of like, the numbers. Yeah, that's decent. Like, what was it? Yeah. Um, breaking news, guys. What? 
The Bulls refused to negotiate buyout for Robin Lopez, preventing him from joining the Warriors. Wyatt, what? Wyatt, weren't you and I just talking the other day that he would be like the perfect center for the Warriors? We were just talking about that. And apparently two days ago, something happened where it was like somebody said that Robin Lopez wanted to join the Warriors if he got bought out. And apparently, there he had a three the other night. Apparently, hey, I saw that, and it was like the Chicago Bulls were playing the Warriors actually, and it's like Robin Lopez's three cuts the Warriors' lead on the thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, if Robin Lopez wanted to go play backup center for the Warriors just to win a ring, that'd just be all right. Well, I mean, I'm, let, let my boy Lopez do what he wants. <laughs> I don't think the Bulls has a, Bulls have anywhere to talk because they essentially gifted the Warriors Jordan Bell, and that still yeah. pisses me off. Okay. <laughs> Would you love to see Robin Lopez and Draymond Green on the same team go at it? That team already fights with each other a lot. Like. <laughs> Robin Lopez would fuck Draymond Green up, dude. Let's not kid ourselves. Rolo would fuck up just Ro- about everybody. Rolo would fuck up that whole team, like, by all right, himself. Alright, 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 alright. Fight night question. Bobby Portis or Robin Lopez, who you got? Robin Lopez. How have they not you fought? Think so? Now that I'm thinking about that, they're on the same team. How have they not fought each other at this point? They fought... I think... I think it's like a mutual respect it's thing. It's gotta be. Like, Miritich is, is just a bitch, and so <laughs> <laughs> Portis is probably like, Portis probably was calling him on his shit, and, and uh, Miritich wasn't having any I was just any in the corner, it, so. just like, I respect it. Like, I, I didn't do it. I, I've been wanting to punch that motherfucker for some time now. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I will forever give Robin Lopez a standing ovation when he comes back to Portland. Dude, I love that guy so much. <laughs> He's one of my all-time favorite Blazers. <laughs> like, it, it's it's funny. Dude, I hope he, I hope he goes, wins a ring, and then comes back and does like a. Uh, oh my God! Why can I not think of his name? Big bald guy with the beard, orange beard. Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen pulls a Chris Kamen and just comes in as like a veteran for two years. I love how you go big bald guy with an orange beard, and I immediately think of Chris Kamen. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were saying, like, have him come back and then, like, have a weird TV show or something in Rip City. Like, a weird comic book TV show. I would also be okay yeah, with I'm that. I would, like, retire to Portland and, like, open up a comic book shop or something. Like, I'd go hang out like, there have, every like, day. Have, like, a public access cable TV yeah. show. <laughs> Alright, well, we're digressing a little bit, but uh, Harden's my MVP. Like, that's that was basically the gist of what I was getting to. Like, like he's putting up unprecedented numbers right now. Like, we've never even seen... The kind of things that he's putting up right now and i feel like that deserves to be like i was like you i've been a, i was a proponent of him over westbrook for the 2017 mvp i thought you could have made an argument for him to win it over curry in 2015 i was just like yeah. the fact that harden isn't going for like his third maybe fourth mvp right now is absolutely crazy to me which is so funny that i give this guy so much credit because i actually hate to watch him <laughs> and same so uh real quick question too uh where are all those russell westbrook mvp fans out right now he's averaging a triple double again where you at uh the media decided it wasn't it wasn't impressive anymore <laughs> i was say i didn't think he should have won mvp when he did average a triple double the first time so it's like it's like, if you're saying it by that standard, though, there's a triple-double, you deserve MVP, then shouldn't he be in the MVP conversation right you know, now? Right now, I'm not even putting him top 10, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I could put him top 10, but it's... 
Maybe. I have I have Harden, really Giannis, Embiid, Steph, all above him. Yeah, and Paul George. Yeah. And Paul George, yeah. I mean, honestly, and Dame actually. <clears throat> okay, easy there, Taylor. Um, Dame's averaging better numbers with how bad Westbrook's shooting from the field this year. I can't put him there. It's one of those things where I never understood personally. I don't know how you guys feel, but when I thought Harden should have won MVP when Westbrook averaged a triple double, but there are still people out there on the radio that are like, "Oh, Westbrook's a stat pattern. Averaging a triple double isn't even impressive." Like, let's not discount the fact that a triple double for an entire season is really oh, fucking impressive. Like, I still like, but and he's about to do it for the third season did, in a row. Was what Harden did more valuable to his team that year? Probably. Yeah, definitely. And also, I don't think Westbrook should even be close to MVP this year. His numbers are down. He's only averaging 21. 21.4. Yeah, and his... uh, He's shooting 25... Or 23.3% from three. That's like laughable. I think... I don't know. I think they'll start to... (laughs) I think they'll start to fall eventually. He's only 63% from the free throw line. Yeah, it's not been a good shooting yeah, it's season. It's been a terrible shooting season for him. Damn. They'll start Westbrook to fall. Westbrook is though, back? I huh? I said Westbrook they'll start to fall. Is, back. is Westbrook going to be an all star? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be an all star, I think. Yeah, he should. Actually, the guard race in the West is really tough. Okay, speaking of all star break, I want to talk to you guys real quick about this, too. What do you think about the chance of Luka Doncic and Rose being all-star starters? I fucking love it. I love it, but I also hate it. <laughs> no, don't even don't even bring up fan voting. Just let it happen this one time. Dude, fan voting, like, I was all for Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> <laughs> that, you remember that year he came so close. close? I was all for it. Like, he was like, and then the NBA, the NBA was like, this is a fucking joke. Like, yeah. this, this dude's averaging seven and five a game. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what happened is they were like, Zaza Pachulia was almost an all-star because of fan voting. And they met. That was legitimately why they did it. Really? Yeah, that was why. Like, because this yeah, became, like, this huge momentum, like, movement on country, Twitter. There was like, that, and the entire country of Georgia was yeah. voting for him. And yeah. <laughs> they should have just let it happen. I would have let it happen. It, it's, that would have been fucking awesome. And I do think Doncic deserves to be rewarded for the season that he's having. I do think Derrick Rose does, too. But mm-hmm. it just feels weird, because the West is more stacked with all these players <laughs> but right. and now I'm just imagining Pachulia in the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him in there because you know standing dunks are fun in the All Star game, and also it's also fun players. to shake up the playoff race by injuring <laughs> players. Yeah, like in break the all the other teams' All Stars legs. <laughs> but yeah, like oh my god, I feel like you're leaving out. Like, if Derrick Rose makes it, that's a spot that could potentially go to Damian Lillard, who absolutely deserves to be an all-star this season. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's me more salty because I'm a Blazers fan, and, like, I feel like Dame will never get that same recognition, but... I mean, Dame was a first-team All-NBA person last year. He's an all-star. It's pretty proven at this point. It's like... Yeah, if if Clay gets the spot over Dame again this year, I'm going to be so pissed, but... (laughs) Well, Clay's yeah. having like statistically like one of the worst years of his career. Yeah, like that's like that. That I feel like I'm going too far away from that, but I do think that there are some issues with fan voting, 
and they did they changed the weight of the fan voting now for fan voting only accounts for like 50 percent of the all-star starters it used to be a hundred percent but now right. media votes too which interesting yeah we're media do we get to vote what do you mean <laughs> like like there it's selected yeah. media they have like, Zaza Patrulia for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would we would have an entire lineup of blazers. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the other day you get ten votes to use on the internet, and I use my votes on I think I used it on four blazers. I used it on No, I used it on five blazers. I used it on Dame, As a CJ, Nurkic, <laughs> Seth Curry, and Jake Lehman. Oh my god. I think I voted in Spencer Dinwiddie. I voted in Zach Levine. <laughs> I voted in Bobby Portis because why the fuck not? <laughs> they should have like a they should have like an uh, NBA All Star Boxing Night. He'd be the first pick on that. But uh, and also I'm not mad about Wade making the All Star team, like being an All Star starter, just because it's gonna be like a oh respect, he will. It's a respect thing. Like I get that. Like I get it. Well, they did it for Kobe. I might have voted for Dirk. Um, well, I don't know. Kobe's on a different level than Wade, but like in terms of like all time, like Wade is very, Wade's very high, yeah. but yeah, it's a respect thing and he deserves it. Like, I'm not even mad about that. Third best shooting guard of all time. Oh, easily. Question not even, uh, yeah, before <laughs> Harden passes him. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I like don't that moment ever. of silence there. <laughs> <laughs> never again yeah. all right well boys do you think uh it's about time to wrap this up let's wrap it up all righty um yeah so those were our mid-season awards we'll keep those updated as the season goes on we'll give them we'll give up more at the end of the season but uh everyone gets an award yeah, everyone gets an award uh we'll give the pacers on the uh... we'll give the pacers all their awards at the end of the season uh yeah exactly yeah but what... what's going to be on the agenda next week are we going to do all-star picks uh yeah yeah why not let's do all-star picks next week um tune in next week for all-star yeah i will we're not planning on doing a large hiatus like we did for a while again so yeah we'll keep that yeah new year's it's all over busy holiday next monday martin luther king day it's gonna be a busy week oh yeah that's true no all right um but uh yeah we'd like to thank you guys for tuning into this week of a small ball market um just make sure to subscribe to us on apple podcasts uh make sure to rate us five stars uh five stars only please anything less would make us sad but uh (laughs) fragile egos yep we have very fragile egos here um Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Small Ball Market. Follow our Instagram, Small Ball Market. Uh, email us with any questions or DM us, smallballmarket at gmail.com. Our DMs on our Twitter are always open, though. But uh, yeah, other than that, we will. Speaking of DMs on Twitter, can those porn pages stop DMing me on Twitter? <laughs> that's true we get a lot of like spam. I'm tired of getting those cam girls being like, look at these nudes, click now. <laughs> Why is just mad because he got a virus on his phone or whatever? <laughs> I have several. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but yeah, other than that, we will uh see you next week. See you next Click week. Eight, bitches. <laughs>